Well, good evening. What a surprise. I'm with you in the evening. It is amazing. I am so excited. I feel like a child on Christmas morning. I, I'm coming to you tonight with great expectation of what God is going to say and what God is going to do. Let me tell you, it's a new day and I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited. And so I want you to, to go get paper and pencil, let someone know that I'm on live. I know some of you are watching the games and congratulations to the Phoenix Suns for winning the game. Um, you deserve it, it's a long time coming. And so I'm excited as a Phoenician um, for them to have won it. And I know their family and friends are thoroughly excited. So, but I have a great word for you. And that's why I, I had to come on tonight and share it with you. I released this word earlier and I truly believe that it will be a blessing to you. So get paper and pencil, get your Bible because I'm gonna be giving you some scriptures that I want you to, to um, write down and I want you to go in and study the word. I asked the question, do you have the mind of Christ? Well, we're gonna talk about it in just a few minutes. So I'll be back. tell you at the end I'm going to be praying for individuals we are in our 181st day of the 365 days of prophetic intercessory prayer and it has been amazing you just need to join us one time and see how God is moving how he is flowing in the spirit and so praise God so I trust you have your Bible I am ready to get ready to dive into the word. So as I said, I asked you a question. Do you have the mind of Christ? And so before I get into it, I want to pray right now. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Father, I just praise you and I thank you. I praise you and I give you the glory and I give you the honor. I thank you that this is truly the day that you have made. And I am overwhelmed with excitement because I am in great expectation of what you are going to do tonight, what you are going to release. And so I ask that you anoint my words, Holy Spirit. I ask that you anoint the ears of those that are going to hear the word. And Father, I just give you praise and glory and honor. So I ask the question, do you have the mind of Christ? Let me tell you, when you have the mind of Christ, you have a blessed mind. And so I have some scriptures that I'm going to I'm sharing with you and, and get into them a little bit more. And so we're, I'm going to start at Philippians 2 and 5. And Philippians 2 and 
5 says, let this mind be in you, which is in Christ Jesus. What a powerful scripture. You know, some of us, we've said, we said that scripture over and over again, and, and sometimes we can overlook it because it becomes very common. I'm telling you, don't let the word of God become common in your life. Now, we should know it. We need to hide the word of God in our heart that we might not sin against him, but let's not let it become so common that we just take it for granted. And so that scripture once again, again Philippians um, 2 and 5, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. Now, let me say this to you. That word let is a very powerful word. Sometimes the most powerful words are not those um, PhD words, but sometimes they're the two-letter words. They're the three-letter words that really come packing some information that will really, truly help you. And so it says, let this mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. So that means you have to allow, you have to give permission to allow that word, that mind of Christ to be in you. You have to allow it. You have to permit it to come into your, into your heart. You have to let that mind that's in Christ be in you. And so that means that that lets me know that there um, sometimes is opposition to the word and the mind of Christ being in you. And so you have to be aware of the weapons of your warfare and so that you can have a true understanding. So once again, it says, let this mind um, be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. Allow it, permit it to be so. Come up, don't, don't war against God, but war against the enemy. Remember, we fight not against flesh and blood, but against spirits and principalities and wickedness in high places. So, let, so that means that, that there is something that has been restraining the mind of Christ from being in you, my God. I hope you're getting this because this is really powerful. Let it. Let it. When I gave this word yesterday, the Lord revealed that word, let it, is like a door. And it's like a door that swings open and closed and open and closed. And there's no lock on it. There's no door handle. It's You just push your way through. You push your way through and the door opens. It says, let this mind be in you, which is in Christ Jesus. What a powerful word, my God. So I'm talking to you about having a blessed mindset, a blessed mindset that you can think the thoughts of God. The word of God says, think upon those things that are pure and holy and of a, re a good report. And so when you begin to think upon those things that are pure and holy and of a good report, you're going to have a blessed mindset. You're not going to allow the enemy to come in and distract you and take you off of your square. Um, Joyce Myers wrote a book called The Battle, the, um, the Battleground of the Mind, you know, and that our the battle is in our head, it's in our mind. And how many of you know that we have the authority to cast 
cast down vain imagination. We have the authority to let the enemy know where he needs to go. We have the authority to tell him to get back. Wait a minute. You are not going to distract me from my blessings. Amen. And so Job 38 and 26, it says, who has put wisdom in your mind? My God. That's another question for you. Who has put wisdom in your mind? Do you know who has put wisdom in your mind? Um, I remember my, my oldest son, um, one day we were on our way somewhere driving and he received a prophetic word from the Lord. And I still remember it today. He said, he who has wisdom has. So if you want to be blessed, you want to have a blessed life, you have to have um, wisdom to know the difference. You have to have wisdom in your mind and you have to have knowledge. Now, Christ Jesus, according to the word of God, said that he grew in wisdom and knowledge and stature. Now, if Jesus needs to grow in these areas, what more do we need to do? Amen. Now, I want to remind you, if this is, if you're receiving this word, let me know. Give me some thumbs up. Give me some stars. Make some comments. Say something. Let me know that you're out there. Amen. I know that there are those that are on the line. I see you. Amen. And so I want to hear from you. Amen. Praise God. Um, God is so good. Uh, Apostle Kathy, thank you for coming on the line. I thank you for being here with me. Let me go to Psalm 1. Now, this is, you know, one of those scriptures that many of us look at quite a bit. And Psalm 1, it says, blessed is the man who walked not in the counsel of the ungodly. What a powerful release. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. You have to be very careful as to where you are getting your information from. Who is giving you counsel? You know, you need to um, get counsel from those who have the mind of Christ, who are going to instruct you according to the word of God. Amen. And not, sometimes, you know, um, we, we don't need to go to our girlfriends or our, our, our male friends or um, our teachers, you know, unless you're getting information about school. But you need to have the mind of Christ. Get information from them. Get godly counsel. The word of God said, in the counsel of many, there is wisdom. So don't go off by yourself thinking that you have the solution to whatever your challenge is. Know that you need to be in the counsel of those who are godly. Amen. I'm going to finish reading this. I'm, and I'm start from the beginning again. Blessed is the man, that's a woman as well, who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. I, I never will forget one time, and this is when they have blockbusters, um, the, the place where you got to get videos and stuff from. And I knew better, but, you know, I had a youth moment. And I remember I, I was in there, and I asked somebody who was there looking at videos, and I said, oh, what, have you ever seen this movie? 
And they said, oh, yeah, I saw it. I said, is it good? They said, yeah, it was good. See, I accepted wisdom from somebody who was totally ungodly because when I got it home, it was like, oh, my God. It was disgusting. It was a lot of pornography in it and cussing and, you know, nudity in it. But they said it was good. That's getting counsel from the ungodly. You know, they have programs that you can actually use that will help you to to um to see if a movie is fit for our, our little virgin eyes amen praise god nor stand in the path of sinners nor sit in the seat of the scornful but his delight is in the law of the lord and he and his law he meditates day and night and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water and bring forth is fruit in its season. How many of you know, my God, that we need to meditate upon the word of God day and night, day and night. You said, does it take all of that? Well, for me, it does. And maybe for you, it does. Maybe it doesn't take all of that for everyone. Now, granted, you know, we need to have fun. We need to be able to enjoy ourselves. So we don't need to constantly always sit with the Bible in our face and always hear uh, um, certain things in reference to the word of God. Um, have fun. You go out to dinner, you can talk about a play that you went to go see. But it's nothing more enjoyable, I tell you, when you get around your friends and you can talk about the word of God. My God. But there are other things that you can talk about. You know, did you go to a play? Did you go to a concert? What's the last museum that you went to? Have you educated yourself about certain things? And so, Make sure you get counsel in the right place. Amen. So I love that scripture. Make sure, read that scripture. Get it in your spirit. Word of God says, hide the word of God in your heart that you might not sin against them. Amen. Job, I, I, go back and read this again. Job 38 and 26. Who has put wisdom in your mind? I know it's God that puts wisdom in the minds of those who seek wisdom. I think about Solomon. Solomon asked for wisdom. He wanted wisdom on how to, to um, lead the people, how to teach the people, how to guide the people, how to make decisions. You know, if we lack wisdom, all we have to do is ask, and God, he will give it to us freely. And, you, you know, this is how we get the mindset of God. And, and, and then... You know, you may ask yourself, what is the mindset of God? It's humility, it's loving kindness, it's gentleness, it's peace. It's not, a, he doesn't have an argument of mind. You know, he doesn't want to debate. You don't need to debate the word of God. The word of God will defend itself. The word of God doesn't need you to defend it, okay? But the the mind of Christ is love, is gentleness, is kindness, is meekness, is long-suffering. My God. And so you have to understand that he gives understanding to the heart. It's a heart matter. It's a heart and mind thing. What's in your heart, what's in your mind is a heart and mind issue. Amen. Praise God. Psalm 26, two, um, 2 and 3. Examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Some of us don't want to ask God to examine us because 
Now, we, we forget he's omnipotent, he's omnipresent, he knows all things, he's everywhere, all the time at the same time, and we forget he knows all things. And so we can't hide from him. But let me tell you, it, it takes courage, you know, to say, examine me. We need God to examine us. So if there's anything in us that's not like him, anything that does not line up with his word, anything that's not in alignment for his, um, his path for us in life, examine us, you know, so that we can get on the right track and do the right thing. Amen. But sometimes we don't want, want him to examine us because we know that there's some hidden things within us that we're not really being truthful about. But it says, prove me, my God. Prove me, examine me, and prove me. Try my mind and my heart. As a man thinketh, so is he. How are you thinking? What are you thinking? How, you know, do you look at individuals the way Christ sees them? Or are you looking at them with a judgmental spirit? You know, with a judgmental mind? Are you condemning them? You know, if you're condemning them, guess what? That's not God. The Holy Spirit convicts. The enemy condemns. And so the word of God says, try my mind. What are, you, what are you thinking about? Think upon those things that are pure and holy and of a good report. Look at the way God sees a thing. He sees an individual as complete, as whole in the name of Jesus. Amen. Try my heart. What is in your heart? Oh, my God. What is in your heart? You know, um, a lot of times, you know, we hold a fence in our heart. And sometimes we say, you know, I've forgiven that person. But yet and still, you don't want to be around that person because you really and truly have not forgiven them. And so and a lot of times it's things that are, are, are very trivial, okay? But the way you can tell if you've forgiven, and that's if you can go around the person and you can have a a decent conversation with that person. You can actually pray for that person. That's how you can tell that you have forgiven them. But if you are avoiding them, you haven't forgiven them. Think about people who um, family members have been murdered by someone and they actually went and talked to the person who could, um, committed the crime and said, I just wanted to let you know that I forgive you. Because if you don't forgive, my God, you know, you, you are tormenting yourself. You are living in torment. You are in bondage yourself when you do not forgive. And so what's in your heart? What's in your mind? As you think, so are you. What a powerful scripture. So let's cry out and say, God, examine me. If you find anything in me, anything in my heart, you know, I say no one knows the man but the man himself, and even the man himself don't know himself that well. And so only God knows who you are and how you think because there are things that are hidden in you that have not come to service. And if they come to service, it's because God wants you to repent of it and ask for forgiveness. And, and sometimes there are things that are done against someone who has gone from life to life. You can still ask for forgiveness. You can repent to the Lord. Now, repenting means 
turn around and go back to the original place, go back to the penthouse. And repent also means don't do it, don't do it again. <laughs> Let me say that again. When you repent, it means don't do it again. Okay, I think I need to say that one more time. Repent means don't do it again. So you have people who repent and say, I, I'm not going to do this anymore. Because I know when I first got saved, I had challenges. You know, I was getting high and, and I repent and say, oh, I'm not going to get high anymore. I leave church and come home and start getting high again. And I have to repent. And the enemy was tormenting me. Remember I said, um, Joyce Myers wrote that book, you know, the battleground is, on the, is in the mind, you know. And so that's where he, it is. It's in the mind. And so the enemy will come and torment you, but you have the authority to cast down, cast off any vain imagination anything that would exalt itself against God's word and tell it to go back where it belongs. My God, I hope you're getting this because you, God wants you to be blessed beyond measure. He wants you to have a blessed mindset. That is such a true statement, a blessed mindset. He wants you to know who you are. He wants you to understand that you are a king's kid, and you deserve to have the best that God has for you. You have to be able to tell the enemy, look, ah, whoo, glory, I am the head and not the tail. I am blessed going in and blessed coming out. No matter what he tells you, no matter what you have done in life, you have got to be able to fix your mind on the things of God. It, you have to be rooted and grounded like an anchor and an anchor that cannot be lifted up because you are anchored in. You will not be moved. You'll be standing on a solid rock, my God. Hallelujah. And God hates a double-minded person. Now, I'm talking to you about having a blessed mindset. He doesn't want you to be double-minded because if you're double-minded, you're unstable in all your ways. You can't make up your mind what you want to do, when you want to do it, how you want to do it. That's why you have to get the word of God, be able to stand on the word of God and say, this is the direction I am going in. That's why, you know, in the morning you wake up saying, Father, I'm acknowledging you today. Where is it that you want me to go? What is it that you want me to do? And that way you don't have to be double-minded to uh, double-minded. I'm going to pay my tithes this week, but then you don't do it this week. Oh, I'll do next week. You know, or you do it this week, but you don't do it the following week. You got can't be double-minded. If you're going to believe God, believe God. Put on the blinders and move forward in the things of God. My God. So don't be double-minded, but love your love the Lord, the law of the Lord. Don't be double-minded. If God said do it, do it. Amen. Love his laws. The word of God says, obey the laws of the land. And so you have, in order for you to have that blessed mindset, you got to obey what the spirit of the Lord is saying. You got to do what he says do. I got to go back to Philippians 2 and 5, and it says, let, you got to permit, you have to give permission, you have to allow the mind that's in Christ to be in you. Well, how do you do that? Well, you get in the word. 
and you see what he says about a situation. You see what he says about adultery. See what he says about fornication. See what he says about drinking. See what he says about being blessed going in and blessed coming out. See what he says about blessed is the man who walked not in the counsel of the ungodly. My God, are you hearing what I'm saying? This is a word that I truly believe God wants all of us to get a hold to this word. That's right. Lead me, Lord. Thank you, Donna. Lead me, Lord. How many of you can say that? Lead me, Lord. We can, Lord, lead us. But then we got to allow him to do it. We got to permit him to do it. You know, I, I, I'm telling the truth and sharing the devil. There's something I want to buy, you know, and, and, and I got my coattail pulled by the Holy Spirit. Because I know that I'm supposed to acknowledge God in all of my ways and allow him to direct my path. But guess what? I, I wanted it. And so I really and truly didn't acknowledge God and said, well, sh should I get it? And why do, we, why do we not ask? Because we feel like he's going to say no. So therefore, we don't want to hear the word no when the word no could be for our good because he's working out everything for our good. Y'all know that scripture. He's working everything out for our good. So no is an answer just like yes. And that answer no could be saving you from destruction. That, that um, answer no could be saving you from spending all your money. That word no can save you from getting in a car accident. That word no can save you. No is an answer just like yes. My God, my God. So acknowledge him in all of your ways. Let the mind that's in Christ be in you. Permit it to be so. Let the door open up. That is a portal. We talk about portals. That is a portal that God has opened for us as children of God. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. Isaiah 26, 3 and 4, you will keep, he will keep you in perfect peace. Woo, my God, I love that scripture. He will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever, and the Lord is ever, your everlasting strength. My God, that, that is such a powerful release. He will keep you in perfect peace. You know, I may mention a lot of times when I pray for a person, I always pray, not always, sometimes I'll pray, peace, peace. I don't go into a long dissertation about touch their back, you know, um, Father, I thank you for healing their mind. I thank you for healing the headaches. But guess what? If you release peace, the Prince of Peace, the peace, peace, the shalom, shalom, that destroys the chaos of the enemy, it will bring healing into their life. So we don't have to, you know, stand up and, and quote every scripture that we know to bring healing. No. What did the thief on the cross say? Remember me. One of, one of the shortest prayers, remember me. And all we have to do is decree and declare peace 
Shalom, shalom. And watch God do what God does best. He says he will keep you in perfect peace. You know, when I was a, a young believer in Christ, I didn't know a lot of words. So I couldn't, you know, spout off all these different scriptures. And I had a, a mother in the church said, when the enemy comes up against you, because the battleground is where? In the mind. And he will come and he will attack you. She said, remember, two things cannot occupy the same space at the same time. She said, just lift up your hands and just begin to praise God and give God glory and give him honor. And watch God release those those." Um, those um, bands of wickedness that has come up against you. And, and for those that are listening, I'm not trying to tell you what to do, but let me give you a little nugget, okay? You cannot pray for someone and pray for them that um, they won't have bad thoughts. You can't do it, Okay. Because we, you have no control over the thoughts that come into a person's mind. Now, what you can pray for is that when those negative thoughts come in to torment them and to bring their past, because remember, when, when you repent, when you ask God for forgiveness, he doesn't, he doesn't remember the sin anymore. He doesn't remember it. So if anything is bringing it to you, you know it's the enemy. Okay, so what you pray for is that when those negative thoughts come in, that they have the strength and the power and the authority to cast them aside. Don't let them build a nest up in your head and the birds like peck, 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 peck on your head. You have the authority to cast them aside. Don't let them build a nest. Amen. And so you can't really pray for um, people not to have negative thoughts. You can be in agreement that when those negative thoughts come, that they won't fester on them. They won't think about them. They won't chew on them day and night, day and night. The word of God says we need to think about the word of God day and night, day and night, night and day. Not the negativity. Those negative things come into your mind. You know it's the enemy. You know it's the enemy. I decree and declare that into your life. You understand and know that it's the enemy that will bring those negative thoughts to you. It is not God. It is not the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit will convict you. And then when the Holy Spirit convicts you, he'll conv he will convict you um, today. And you might be dull of hearing. Your flesh is, you know, because the flesh is a bully. So your flesh will rise up and your flesh will, well, I want this anyway. Okay, and Holy Spirit, well, you know, he's not going to fight against you, you know, but he'll leave you alone. He'll come back again gently and say, no, you know, you don't need that. You know, you don't need to do that. And then wait and see what happens. You know, you might reject it again. But the Holy Spirit, remember, he can he, he um, convicts you. He doesn't condemn you. Satan condemns. Amen. He will keep your mind in perfect peace. I can't stress that to you enough. You want to stay in perfect peace? My God, just begin to praise God. Two things cannot occupy the same space at the same time. 
Water and oil, you can't mix it together. So just begin to praise God and begin to worship him and give him glory and give him honor. God wants you to be blessed. He wants you to be blessed beyond measure. He wants you to have his mind. He wants you to think his thoughts. If you don't know his thoughts, get in the word of God. Study the word of God. Get a Bible study going. There are ministers out there that have a true word from the Lord that you can sit and learn from it and study. Get it in a good Bible teaching church. Amen. Praise God. Well, whew, I think I released what the Lord wanted me to release to you tonight. Um, this was totally unexpected, but God wants you to have a blessed mindset. He wants you to be humble. That is the mindset. That is the mindset of Christ. He is humble. Amen. He is humble. So I want to pray for you. If you have a prayer request posted, I, I want to pray with you. I want to pray for you. And we are still doing our 365-day prayer. As I mentioned earlier, we are in our 182nd day of the intercessory prayer. And I tell you, it has been powerful. It has truly, truly been enlightening. I, I know I'm growing. If Christ grew in wisdom and knowledge and stature, hey, who are we not to grow? And so if you're not growing, something is wrong. The word of God said we are like palm trees. And you have to ask yourself, what is a palm tree like? A palm tree grows from the inside out. So the growth that you have should come from the inside out in your spirit. Let the Holy Spirit root up anything that's not like God and let him plant truth in you so that you can grow. Amen. Praise God. So I'm just going to pray with you right now. Join us. It's posted on Facebook about our 365-day prayer. Join us for prayer 545. Guess what? You can get up. <laughs> you can get up. I know some people may be getting ready for, for work. If you can't pray and you're driving or you're at work, just listen to the prayer. Just be in the presence of the anointing because it is truly, truly powerful. Amen. So Heavenly Father, I just praise you and I thank you for all of those who have tuned in this evening to hear the word. And Father, I thank you that each one that was tuned in, you drew them by the Holy Spirit. And Father, I give you praise and glory and honor. I thank you that there is nothing lacking. There is nothing broken in their life because there is nothing lacking and nothing broken in your life. And Father, I thank you that they have a blessed mind, that they will think your thoughts, Lord God. They will get in and they will receive revelation, Father. You will whisper in their ears at night and they will wake up in the morning with revelation. And Father, I thank you for revelation concerning your word. And I give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honor. I thank you for you are a great God. And I thank you for giving me this opportunity to be used by you to bring a word to your people. In Jesus' mighty majestic name, we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you. Um, I'm looking to come on more often, um, but I don't know when it's going to be. 
but I know it's going to take place. Amen. God bless you. And thank you for coming on and being with me this evening. God bless. Thank you, Apostle Kathy. <laughs>